Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. Blessings. Hey, good evening. Uh, Happy Sunday. Uh, Sunday, October the 2nd. Um, Hope you're good. A few things in my heart. Um, that I, that I want to share. We launched the Daniel Company on uh, Friday, which is I'm really we're really excited about it. Honestly, we're really excited about it. Rich and I actually running with this together. Um, you know, I think it's really important at the minute. Uh, I think it's I think it's always been important, but I think in a season like this, certainly here in the U.S., uh, it's really important to see what the Father is doing, not to think or believe or have an opinion about what the Father is doing, but actually see what the Father is doing. Um, and I, I think when Jesus said that, I, I'm pretty sure that some of it was was uh, understanding the seasons and the times, uh, but I also think a large part of it was him actually spending time uh, in that um, unseen place. You know, in fact, when when there are there are theologians who believe that when it talks about Jesus going up somewhere to pray that what was happening is that he was being uh, captivated by the father that it wasn't simply prayer intercession kind of thing for eight hours at a time that what was happening he was actually came into union with the father at those moments and it's those moments i think that he saw what the father was doing and actually was was able to to go after that you could look at it two ways you could look at it that in every specific instance of every moment of every day that he was very aware of what was going on um, the, what the father was doing, or you could see it as a sort of like overall overarching, overarching um, sort of sense that this is what the father would, would be doing. So Jesus just did that. Um, I don't see him checking in with the father when people came to him ask, asking for healing um, to see, well, is this okay? And, and then doing it. He, he sort of, I, I kind of think it's both, you know. Um, and I think it's important at this time. Let me let me just share some of the things that that have been going on. You know, what what I've been picking up, what, what my antenna has been picking up. Um, that there's definitely a couple of nights ago, a few nights ago. Yeah, it felt like um, so. Even back backtracking at the very start of COVID, what I sensed was happening was that uh, God had actually summoned you know the angelic. The, the you know the heavenly armies he is the he is the god of the angel armies right he had summoned uh, those armies back to heaven um, and was actually briefing them for something that he was about to do that's unprecedented I, I still believe that we are we, that we will that I will see in my lifetime an unprecedented move of God I personally believe it's starting here um, in San Diego um, but I guess we all believe that wherever we're, we've got a heart for. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we came here. And even, even last night, we got a prophetic word uh, just affirming our place in San Diego, which was so encouraging because there's definitely an attempt to you know, make us question that. But a few nights ago, I saw, you know, in the context of what God was doing three years ago, 
uh, nearly three years ago, I, I saw this sort of regrouping of angels that what you had of heavenly beings is the best way to, because I don't want everybody to just think winged um, humans, you know, human-like winged things. But there was these, like, it was almost like the captains um, were gathering their, their troops and were briefing their troops. And of course, the suddenlies in heaven can take a long time, you know. Um, and, but I really felt that heaven was about to go on the offensive and uncover some stuff, uncover some deception, some lies, uh, and a lot of evil. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we are actually in a battle Like the whole story of, of God himself and the, and the creation of, of this earth is a, is this, what, what I refer to as a cosmic battle between good and evil. And of course it, it, <clears throat> it finalized at the cross where Jesus actually defeated evil. However, even though it's defeated, it hasn't disappeared. As most of us are very aware in our day-to-day -day life that there is still evil going on in the world and people are still partnering with the wrong spirits. So, um, so yeah, I think we're, we're going to see an offensive from heaven's perspective because I think um, the kingdom is actually offensive. It's not defensive. And I, I do think that what the enemy wants us to do is to play defense all the time. So with, with that in mind, you know, what, what I've been seeing is a lot of fracturing. So I, I don't know any other way to put it other than that it looks like there are fissures in, 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 the, in the heavenlies. Um, it looks like there have been um, like shakings and earthquakes and that in the heavenly. So I'm not speaking earthquakes over, over the earth, not, not at all. Um, but it looks like in the unseen realm that there have been these cracks and fissures and what's and a lot of shaking. And I think most of us can sort of attest to that shaking, that a lot of things are being shaken. And the things of the kingdom will not be shaken, right? So a lot of things in, in my life, in your life, might be being shaken at the minute. And one of the things that, they're, that the enemy is trying to introduce is this whole notion of lockdown. Yeah. Um, not, not, you know, that the, what, what we have seen manifested in, in the physical is actually manifesting in the spiritual, that what... What the enemy wants us to do at the minute, his strategy at the minute is actually to get us to retreat and stay at home, to retreat and not go out, to retreat and actually just feel the insecurity of the time. Uh, if you remember at the very start of the, the pandemic that we didn't know what was going to happen and there was unrest on the streets, there was unrest in, in neighborhoods, all of that. We just didn't know what was going to happen and we weren't sure what was real and what wasn't real and uh we're still not sure what is real and what isn't real uh but but this is the this is the attempt he is introducing the enemy is currently introducing a state of insecurity amongst the amongst the believers especially those who are walking in obedience and, and by walking in obedience i'm not saying sin he's leaving i'm not talking about sin i'm talking about especially those that have actually embraced a risky faith, those, those that have actually stepped out and put it all in the line to say, this is where I'm going. He is introducing a, an atmosphere, a fissure, a crack of 
insecurity that's bringing about a retreat and bringing about a defensive posture. Um, now, I, I know in, in American football that, you know, the best offense is sometimes defense. Listen, that, that's not the kingdom. That's, that's football. That's not the kingdom. The kingdom, we're told that, that the gates of hell shall not prevail. And, and implicit in that is that the gates of hell need to be assaulted. And, and of course, we're not using weapons of this world. I mean, let, let's, let me be absolutely clear. It is no coincidence that there's an election, that the elections have been held here in, in a month, and you've got this turmoil and this turmoil um, for individuals. And I've heard a lot of people give me feedback in the last few days of like, you know, well, it's really that scripture, you know, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. It's how Eugene Peterson calls it. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope because there's less of you and more of God, that you actually need God to intervene. Uh, and I kind of I sense that that's going on. It's certainly going on with us. It's certainly going on with many people that, 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 are, that we're in relationship with, that there is this season of assault on the security of who, whose you are that maybe God won't come through, that maybe you got it wrong, that even, even introducing the, you know, all of the, all these things, you know, well, and here's, here's the deal. I would rather get a bloody nose on the offense than get a bloody nose sitting doing nothing. I, I would rather feel forward than not try at all. And I, I think that's the heart of kingdom people. It is the heart to say, we're, if we're going to make a mistake, we're going to make a mistake believing God. Because you can't make a mistake believing God. But if we're, if we're, going, to, if we're going to get something wrong, we're going, to get a, a, we're going to get an action in the right direction wrong, right? We're going to feel forward. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about sin. I think particularly, um, so, so the, devil, the devil's only strategy is to, is to delay the full release of the kingdom here on earth. That's his only strategy. He knows he's doomed, right? He has been doomed. Uh, Jesus paraded him um, the, around the streets naked, according to Colossians, according to Colossians 2, uh, that he knows he's doomed. And the only thing he can do is, is bring in um, delay so that it can be around for a bit longer because he knows he's going to get absolutely destroyed. Um, and one of the ways he's doing that is introducing this insecurity to get people to stop doing the things that they know how to do. So, so you get it, you know, you get people who are then saying, well, I'm, I'm actually not going to go to church because there's, you know, I'm, I've managed to get by without it for two years. And that's just a strategy from hell that you're agreeing with. I want to be completely clear. If, if this is about you entering into the next step, this next iteration of you coming into your fullness, you cannot, I mean, please hear me, you cannot back down at the minute. Um, I forbid you to do it, not that I can do it, but you know, you, you just can't back down at the minute. This is a time for advancement. This is a time for building. This is a time to get equipped. This is a time to put on the army armor that, that, that it's not a time to simply back down because things feel a little bit insecure. The insecurity does not come from heaven. Let me just say that it does not come from heaven. The anxiety that you're feeling in the atmosphere does not come from heaven. 
that is not a, that is not a weapon of our kingdom, right? Fear, anxiety are not weapons of our kingdom. And the minute we submit to them, we are submitting to we are we're submitting to the the warfare of another kingdom. We can't do that. I, I think it, I honestly believe that what is required of us at this time is to know that God is moving. God is on the move. He is moving on your behalf. He's moving on our behalf. He's moving on this nation's behalf. He's moving on the behalf of the nations themselves. And, and the enemy is coming in at the minute to say, oh, no, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we got it wrong. You, you can't sort of like renegotiate a decision that you made in peacetime. You can't renegotiate that now in a time of battle, in a time of war. That's not the time to do it, right? Like we, we, don't, we don't make a decision when everybody's healthy that God is always willing to heal. And therefore, we won't even ask if it's his will to do it. We'll just assume that this is his will, just like Jesus did. We're just going to assume that it's his will to heal no matter what, no matter what the circumstances or, or anything like that, right? So we're going to assume that God wants to heal. And we, the minute it gets hard, we can't renegotiate that. We can't then say, oh, well, I need to get a get out of jail free card. I need to give God an excuse for not doing this. I need an excuse for it not working. No, we have to hold fast the decisions that we made in peacetime. And it's the same, you know, we, I said, I think I said all the time, there's only really four areas that we need a breakthrough in finances, relationship, health, and destiny or future. What, what's your future told? Has God actually got a husband or a wife for me? You know, has God got my best interests at heart? What, what, what's he doing with that? And we make those decisions. No, we make those decisions about what it is he wants to do based on the goodness of God, based on what we know of the character of God. <clears throat> and, and then when we hit the wall, we still can fall back onto this. Listen, I know that this is who you are. I don't understand what's going on at the minute, but I know who you are and I know whose I am. I know this. I know that I am a son, that on my best days, I'm a son of God. And on my worst days, I'm a son of God. And that, that doesn't change, the, you know, whatever's happening on that day, it doesn't change, right? And, 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 you know, it's great to be bold and full of bravado, but when you're feeling like you're beaten down, when you, when you just can't go on, we have to come back to this place of, look, I know who you are. And there are days we need God to fight for us. We need Jehovah, Yahweh, uh, Nisai, Yahweh, Nisai. We need the Lord, our banner. We need the Lord to be the one that is fighting for us. And, and when all else is done, all we got to do is stand, right? When all else is done, all we got to do is stand. But I do think that we have weapons. I think there are weapons that God has given us, and I'll let you into a little, you know, Daniel Company stuff here, but what, so when we're waging warfare, when we're actually waging warfare, we're not waging warfare the way the world wages warfare or the way the enemy wages warfare. Listen, I have bad news for you if you're, if, if you're in any of these camps. Education will not save the world. It's a fantastic tool. It will not save the world. It will not save the United States of America. With all the chaos that's going on in cities, education isn't going to save it. Politics isn't going to save it. Getting the right person in, into political power isn't going to save it. 
the media and arts aren't going to save it. None of those mountains or pillars of society are going to save it. The only thing that's going to save the problems we have in society is a fully mass manifested church, the body of Christ stepping up to be the body of Christ, to be Christ incarnate here on earth. That's the only thing that's going to help that. And it has to be the body of Christ, not a political body, not like Jesus didn't start a Senate. <laughs> Jesus didn't start a Senate um, in Acts chapter two. He birthed the church through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job was to birth the church and he continues to do that and move through the church. And this, these are our weapons. Let me, let me introduce one. Consider it pure joy when you suffer trials of many kinds, because in this, your faith is actually gonna be tested. Your perseverance is gonna be tested. When, when, not if, when you experience trials, right? Consider it pure joy, <laughs> pure joy, right? You, that, that's the contender's heart there. That is the heart of building contenders right there. That when the trials come, you consider it pure joy, that you have an opportunity to prove God at his word to all who's watching, to everyone who's watching. Be cheerful with joyous celebrations in every season of life. Like Paul, the Apostle Paul, this is Philippians 4 in the Passion Translation. The Apostle Paul goes on to ex explain two seasons in his life later on in this chapter. He said, I've known what it's like to have a lot and I've known what it's like to have nothing. Like I've known, I know what these seasons look like, but I've found the secret hidden weapon of what this is. I'll read it out later. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Whether you got plenty, whether you got nothing, there's no shame, there's none of that. Consider it pure joy, right? Be joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow. Somebody needs to get happy because we're in the middle of war here. Someone needs to get happy because we're in a battle. Not because people are falling, not because of any other reason, just because we know that God's going to come through. And let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Now get this, don't be pulled in different directions. I want to say that with the authority that I have. Do not be tossed about by every wind of doctrine. Don't be pulled in different directions. You made a decision to go this way, then you go this way, right? And there might be seasons of plenty and seasons of lack, but you're moving this way. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Here's the thing. People will say, well, you know, if I wasn't a Calvinist, I would say I don't need to pray, right? Or why do you, that's one of the great questions to Calvinists. Why do you pray if it's all been set in stone anyway? Here's the thing. I don't believe it's been set in stone. I think God has actually given us principles. And some of those principles um, actually help him to do what he wants to do. In other words, faith, a faith-filled prayer helps the kingdom and helps God release what it is he wants to release. How, why has he set it up like that? Because he wanted to. That's it. Just Because God does what he pleases. And this is what he pleases. It pleases him to hear you in the middle, 
in the middle of a like why would he say don't worry about a thing you know the you know the only people that need to worry about a thing are the people that are have a thing to worry about right but he's saying paul's saying don't worry about this thing don't be worried about it instead bring your faith-filled prayer like be saturated in prayer every day and then bring your faith-filled requests because we make requests we don't make demands we make requests bring your offering your faithful request before god with overflowing gratitude tell him every detail about your life then god's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through jesus christ here's the thing he wants to know what's going on right he wants to know what's going on with you why because that's what fathers do <laughs> that's just what fathers do fathers like to know what's going on yes we might know what's going on but we like to hear it from our kids we like you to talk we fathers like their children to talk keep your thoughts continually fixed on on this right all that is authentic and real honorable and admirable beautiful and respectful pure and holy merciful and kind if ever there was a season that has been produced by us being unkind and unmerciful and i don't just i don't mean us right i mean everybody else because they're the ones with the problems right like this we have society and even the church is not being authentic or real is not being honorable and admirable is not being beautiful and respectful pure and holy merciful and kind but that's what we got to get back to if we're going to see the kingdom come these are our weapons honor is a weapon admiration is a weapon kindness is a weapon mercy is a weapon beauty is a weapon being respectful is a weapon being authentic and real is a weapon. Not being phony and all that, right? And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Go over the testimony, go over the testimony. I remember that time, I remember this time, that time when it looked like I was surrounded. But I was surrounded by you. That you gotta know that there is more for you that is actually against you. We all have to know that. We have to see what he's doing. Put into practice the example of all that you've heard from me or seen in my life, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. And I just wanna pray right now that the God of peace will be with you in all things. Whether you're going up a mountain or down a mountain, whether you're in the valley, whether you're on a mountaintop, that the God of peace will be with you in all things. And of course, he goes on to thank them for financially supporting them. For though you have little, you still continue to help me at every opportunity. I'm not telling this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or hunger. All right, here's the secret. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I declare over each one of you that's listening to this that the infusive power, this explosive power that comes from Christ gives you the ability to overcome every difficulty. 
that this is the mark of a true disciple. This is a mark of a true contender. The strength of Christ's explosive power infuses you to conquer every difficulty. You can take that to the bank, that it might seem you're overwhelmed. You're not overwhelmed. You're crushed in every direction, but you're not defeated, right? This, these, this is who we are. This is the people that we are. We're pressed in, right? It feels like you can't, like I said it, I think last week, I've, I have literally gone to the Lord in the last couple of months and said, Lord, please, not one more thing. I don't think I can take it. Well, apparently I can take it. One more thing. Apparently I can but and I'm not, and I'm still standing, right? Still standing. So this is the season we're in. We're in a season of great opportunity because God is on the move. He is on the move. He is starting to actually deploy his armies. He's starting to deploy his armies. And, and again, for all you non-Daniel company people, how God chooses to govern. God chooses to govern in a way that, that uses, you know, angelic beings and uses believers. He actually does it through the fivefold. He does it through the church. Um, fivefold's very kingdom. Anyway, I'll not get into all that. That's a whole thing. Uh, but he does it through the fivefold. He does it through the church. And what's happening is that the devil is running terrified at the minute. He is 100% running terrified. And what we can't do is revisit the decisions that we made in faith the minute we get attacked. We can't do that. That's illegal, right? That's the very opposite of being a contender. You know, people revisiting decisions. God told me to do this. Oh, you know what? Oh, that's really hard. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, apparently he didn't tell me. No. That's, that's not what we're doing. We're actually holding fast to what God has promised, to what God has spoken over our lives. If God has said this and it hasn't happened, if he said something and it hasn't happened, then we have to hold on to that and say, God, you said, and I am so thankful that this is going to break through. I can't wait until the day that this breaks through. It's going to be fantastic, just the way it was in all the days of my youth, just the way it was in every time that we have faced opposition. Listen, opposition comes. It's horrible. None of us like it, right? I'd like to just have a happy, clappy life, be part of a country club, own a boat, tootle about all the place and just do that. But it would probably kill me. I would die before I ever died, if that makes sense. You know, it would just, this is not what I signed up for. I said it last week on our core contenders call. I said it again today. I did not sign up. I did not leave my mother, my family, my country in order to just join a country club, right? I, I came on a mission from God to see his kingdom come and his will be done right here in the USA. It's the, it's the nation I have a heart for. It's the nation that, that I love. And of course, I still love being Irish, but this is the nation that I love and have a heart for. So I, I'm believing for that. I'm believing that he did not bring us out this far to take us back again. You can take that one to the bank as well. He did not bring you out. He did not bring you here to die. He did not bring you here to die at the hand of the enemy. He did not bring you here to starve. He didn't bring you here to taunt you. 
He didn't bring you here to punish you. He brought you here for a purpose. He brought you wherever you are in your life. You have been perfectly prepared for this season. Like we are all people that can stand up and say, I was born for a time such as this. And that's not trying to get some bravado into us. That's sometimes clinging on for dear life to say, this is what I know. I was born for this time and I will walk through this time. Anyway, if that speaks to you, let me know. Courage, dear heart, right? Courage, courage, courage. Um, core contenders, you've got the Zoom link. You're going to jump onto the Zoom link with me, um, and we'll see how many's along. So bless you guys. Have an amazing week, and go kick the devil's hiney. And remember, all, all we have to do is, when all else is done, stand, right? When all is done, just stand. Bless you guys.